Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Late for the Party on Anchor FM. I am your host, Melodious. Man, we are going to get into a word around the campfire today, and pretty much it's about Jacquees again. Oh my god, but this time he has the gall to sit there to diss Keith Sweat while he's uh, on an interview. Uh, somebody, an uh, interviewer is asking him about him being the king of R&B. And as humble as Keith Sweat was acting and everything else, he was just minding his own P's and Q's, just answering the, the, the he's basically answering the interviewer. And then lo and behold, here comes this Migos looking reject coming over here, interrupting his interview and everything, inter- or in- interrupting his question. Better yet, not even really an interview. It's more of a question than anything else. So pretty much, he just comes up wolfing at the mouth, sitting there talking about, no, nah, I'm the king, I'm the king, blah, 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 blah. I'm the king between the age of 16 and 25 and all of that stuff. Man, stop. Just stop. You ain't the king of shit. I am really... Like, you're not even king. You're not even a supervisor. You're not even a, a lead. You're not even a lead specialist. You're you're still on the verge of not even barely... Like, barely employee of the month. Maybe. I mean, but, you know, you sitting here wolfing at the mouth talking about you the king and then i hear a lot of folks like snoop dogg and everybody saying that you know he you ain't the king and everything else and i'm inclined to agree with those guys but then there's cats like these younger cats like uh tory lens or something like that sitting here saying like like uh he's like oh let let the young folks do whatever they do i mean hell you can't stop their shine or whatever i mean he claiming that he the best and everything. See, there's the difference between saying that you the best and that you're the king. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're saying that you're, like, the king, the greatest of all times. I'm the best and everything else like that. But, see, you got to understand that you have to have body of work. You have to have the body of work. Okay, for somebody like Keith Sweat, who's been doing this thing ever since I was a child, and I mean, I wanna and all that stuff, I was dancing and bouncing to that when I was his, when I was young. So, I mean, shoot, man, like, this boy, Jacquees, he's sitting there talking out of his shit dungeon, for real, and it's like, man, like, you, you ain't even touch the caliber of where Keith Sweat is. Keith Sweat you could consider being in the top 10 of like R&B. Like I'd say like two of the top 10 R&B singers right now are dead. You know what I'm saying? Like two of them are dead right now as we speak. So for you to sit there and say that You know, and then we're not even going to talk about the ones who are still alive. I mean, the ones who are still putting in work. They may not be putting in the work that most of these young cats are doing nowadays. But they still got a bag worth holding on to to where they living comfortably. And they ain't, like, worrying about, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and everything else. Because, one, they humble. They about they shit and everything else. 
except for maybe a handful of them, but even still, considering the fact that he got the gall to sit there and say, and I know Keith Sweat was heated, like, he was heated, he, you know, he wanted to say something, you know, like, if this was back in the day, like, you know, they would, he would have got stoot slapped. Where's MC Hammer at? Because if he would have said some shit like that to, I know MC Hammer don't sing, don't do R&B, but back in the day where MC Hammer was like the most feared MC in, or in that time frame. Like, nobody wanted to step up on, step to MC Hammer because, you know, he would, he had a whole gang that would have said, nah, we, we coming to get your ass. You know, like, R&B singers and everything, they, they had respect for each other. Some of them did. But, you know, some folks would stay in their lane. They wouldn't step on each other's toes. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's more divide. It was, R&B to me, it was always been a divided genre anyway. Because everybody had... Their, their own unique style They had, I mean, even for the ones who sounded like Each other Like, you know, where people, you know You had Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band And then you got cats like Aaron Hall And then R. Kelly Who sound similar to Charlie Wilson But even still, they stayed in their lane They didn't step on each other's toes They never got into an airport And started having beef with each other Or anything like that They just said, hey there's enough money for everybody, you know. There's enough room for everybody to get they get they bag together, to get they weight together. You know what I'm saying? And even for anybody to sit there and say that they're gonna be, they're the king of R&B, the greatest of all time. Those same individuals gave paid homage to the people even before them, before them. And out of respect, they never stepped on their toes. Because they know they got way more body of work than they did. Yeah, they might be popular at that point in time. But even still, you can't sit there claiming that you're a king of anything. Like I say, like even in hip-hop. Right now, to me, Kendrick Lamar is dope as hell. But I mean, and for him, I mean, I think he's one of the... The coolest rap, I mean, one of the best rappers out there right now. But for me to sit there saying that he's the greatest of all time, or even the king, even with that, I mean, even with all the stuff that he has on his palate that is doing very well, he still needs to get a couple more out there that still heat, that still would be heat because there's still cats like Eminem, Jay Z. There's still cats even above him. That's done just about the same. I mean, has done way more and accomplished more than he has. But that goes the same for this whole thing with Jacquees claiming that he is the king of R&B, which is fucking ridiculous. It's it's baffling. I think it's just because it's a ploy so where people can start, where he can start getting people to start listening to his shit. I mean, and plus, and plus, let's just be honest, no publicity is bad publicity, so, and then for him to say stuff like that, that just gets more attention on him, to where, like, oh, you know, it focuses on him, but also keep in mind, bad publicity, I mean, is, they say black, 
bad publicity is good publicity. Because, you know, but even still, it could backfire on your ass. But it's just fucking nuts, man. I just can't even say, like, wow, how can you say that you're a king of anything? And then also, he says, between the age bracket. Okay, let's get one thing perfectly straight. The age of 16 and 25. I mean, come on. Really? So you're going to just say you're the king of that genre because of an age bracket between 16 and 25. Do you know how big the fucking world is right now to where, like, even for somebody like Keith Sweat, who probably his range from the people who he, like, he reached out to in all his songs, I mean, like I said, I was young when I Wanna came out, and I was dancing to that shit, okay? I was like, what? I want to say not even in my teens yet. I was in like, what, fucking seven or eight years old or something like that? And I was dancing at that shit. So how are you going to sit here talking about, oh, we're going to, oh, and make it last and all that. How are you going to sit there and say that, oh, I'm a king of this genre. Or, or, I'm the king of R&B from the age bracket of 16 and 25. You need to sit down. You're a fucking clown shoes. Okay, you are, man, you need to stop. You need to stop while you're ahead. Okay, because you're going to say that to somebody. You're going to do that and say that to somebody who might really not like that. And you sit there, inter- you interrupt in their interview or anything like that. You might get stoot slapped. If I was a singer and if I was in that caliber or anything like that, best believe you wouldn't be doing that shit to me. No, sit your little ass, sit your little narrow ass down. Okay, go eat some, go eat some, go eat some chicken, go eat some steak, put some weight on your ass, and actually get some singing lessons, because if you're singing over shit that's already been done, and like, come on, you're singing over stuff that's been done, you're not even singing your own original shit, so it's kind of like, come on, dude, get over yourself, man, like, there's a point in time to where you gotta even be humble about the shit that you're doing, you know, but sitting there stating a claim, a bold one at that, and, like, you're sitting there saying this, knowing that you're not even, you're not even in, like I said, you're not even in the top 50, you're not even in the top 50, my nigga, you're not, you're not even close, you're not even close to being in that caliber. So how can you sit there and say something like that? I don't understand that. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, that I think that's the problem with most of these kids nowadays who are in the industry. In the world, they sit there and they could say whatever and disrespect all the people who came before them because they feel that they're old. They feel that they shouldn't... Like, oh, yeah, it's my time to shine. You guys are too old. That was that was back in your day. Do you honestly think that most of these cats who were... Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure there were who were saying that stuff to people to like James Brown and Stevie Wonder or Ray Charles or anybody in that caliber. Hell, even people probably said that shit about Michael Jackson and Prince. But I can guarantee it is... That they were still putting in that work. They weren't giving a fuck what anybody was saying about them. Because they had their fan base. They know what the fuck they were doing. They had to do whatever they had to do. And they were doing it well. To where even in death. 
or even if they mildly retired or they were, you know, they got families and stuff like that. Or like, you know, they were just taking it easy because, you know, they might throw out an album every now and then. Like prime example. Here, here's a good example on this. Sade. Alright. Sade's been around since I've been a kid. She might come out with an album, what, one every five to ten years? Or somewhere like that? I mean, but every time I listen to that shit either on the wave or anything, as timeless as Sade's stuff is, it sounds so clean, it could sound brand spanking new even to this day. You know what I'm saying? And, and honestly, let, let's just be honest and real about this. Do you, I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit about what Jacqui says. And honestly, do you really think he's gonna be around that long? Honestly, honestly, do you think he's gonna be around that long? Sometimes people just need to stay in their lane and and do their work, and they might even move on, move forward, and they might be able to transcend. I mean, prime example, there's still people like Usher, Trey Songs, Chris Brown. I mean, you know, even Justin Timberlake to a magnitude to where, like, they're still doing their things. We're not going to say Bruno Mars because Bruno Mars is a karaoke singer. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I will talk about that guy in another discussion later on. But as for anything else, nah, dude. Nah, you can't sit there shooting off. <laughs> you can't sit there sh- shooting off at the mouth, talking about you the king of anything, when you ain't even got a shit a pa- You ain't got a palate to even build on. So, fuck that. I don't even know how long this asshole's even been out. So, and even if my brothers or anybody's played any of his shit in the club, it's not very memorable to me because honestly, half the shit on the radio and everything sounds the goddamn same. I mean, there's no originality. There's nothing nowadays. I mean, even for him to sing anything, it's not good. I mean, and then, yeah, you're, you're, you're pulling, and he's holding on to the strings of a fan base of kids who don't know shit. Uh, a generation who don't know whether they want to have lunch or have sex or anything like that. They don't know what they want to do. They ain't even. They can't even make a conscious decision about. Hey, if I'm gonna have sex, maybe I should rock a condom. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, either way, good for him. Kudos for him. God bless Jacquees because it's like, you know, God forbid he says that to the wrong guy. You know, if he even remotely hears anything that I'm saying, yeah, you could come at me, bro. I don't care. You can't even say nothing to me. I don't give a damn who you are, who you're around. And even with that, I don't give a goddamn. I could give a frog's fat ass about his career. They all look silly. These goofy-ass tattoos, these stupid grills, these weak-ass dreads that they be having and everything else too and they all look like Sideshow Bob's illegitimate sons and everything like I said he looked like he could be (laughs) he looked like he could be freaking the fourth member of the Migos (laughs) 
Either way, dude, I know I've talked a cool minute about this already, and honestly, on a humble, I hope I don't have to talk about this again, because I really don't want to talk about this asshole. But if it does, you know where to find me. Anyway, this has been a word around the campfire, which turned into an In My Mind segment. So, I'm sorry about that, guys. Either way, like I said, this is this is me, Melodious, and this is late for the party. So, like, comment, share, subscribe, and support the podcast. I will hit you up as soon as I get a chance. And as always, you guys, it's okay to be late for the party, but don't be late for the fun.